Hey everybody, welcome to Drive Through Review 503. Today we're going to take a look at Stockpile. This is a newish game from Nauvoo Games. It was kickstarted about a year ago or more and actually has an expansion now. Uh, based on the name of the game, you can tell it's about buying and selling a stock. You'll be doing some speculating on stock prices, whether they're going to rise or fall. And it's got some kind of light sort of card play uh, built into it. So let's take a look at it. It plays two to five players. And let's walk through the mechanics a little bit, and then I'll tell you what I think of it. Okay, here is a game of stockpile. Now this board that you see here is double-sided. This is kind of the basic board where all of the stock market uh, commodities here uh, start in the same location. Uh, on the other side of the board, they'll kind of have a staggered approach with a little bit of a different uh, start and end uh, values there. Uh, you can see here, the game is played over a variable number of rounds, so five rounds in a five-player game, all the way up to seven rounds in a three-player game. And you can also see down here, these little calculators here, and these are kind of little slots where players will be playing cards, which are stock certificates. So based on the number of players, let's say you're playing a three-player game here, you'd have one, two, three slots available, and then if you had more uh, players, you'd have more spots open. Now, depending on whether or not you're using these investor cards, you're going to start with a certain amount of money, and the money in this game is awesome, because these little cards here, uh, very nice sort of uh, glossy there, and that's good. Uh, now, I like to play where everybody is dealt two investor cards here, and you can see a different starting amount there, and then a different sort of special ability, uh, like this guy here, will actually give you a, a thousand extra dollars every time you sell stock. And May now Martha, who is in no relation to any real life person, gets to peek at somebody's forecast cards uh, once per round. So she gets a little bit of insider information. There's a few jokes like that. Uh, so there's a different investor, different abilities. And the game turn itself is very simple. Again, it's played over a fixed number of rounds. Each round you're going to have what's called an information phase. And that's these two deck of cards here. So you have this deck here, which has a card for each of the different companies you can see there. So this fellow here, Cosmic Computers, as you can see his light blue on the top. One player will be dealt this, and then we'll deal the rest out to each other player. And then you have these sort of, I call them weather cards. And I have realized that I have mixed all the expansion cards together. I'll be playing and reviewing the expansion here in a couple of weeks probably. But uh, So you don't have quite this many in the base game, but you have sort of pluses and minuses. And then you also will have some of these that will pay dividends. So you will be dealt one company card and then one of these, I call them weather cards. So you'll know at the end of this round that Cosmic Computers is going to drop at least one spot there. Now, depending on the number of players, you may actually have some of these up here uh, hidden as well. You will have, let's say, Leading Laboratories is the one that's dealt up there, you know, with possibly this one here where to pay some dividends out. Uh, and you might actually have some face up as well. So you're going to kind of know what's possibly going to happen and have, you know, more or less information. So that's the information phase. Each round you're going to shuffle all those, both those decks up and deal those out. And then you'll have the supply phase, and you're going to take a look at this deck of cards here. And each player is going to draw two cards off of that. Now most of these are just stock certificates that match all of those different stocks there. Some of them are trading fees, and these will be penalties to whoever might acquire them later on in the turn. And there are also some action cards here. Here's an example of an action card. You can play this and it will bump up a stock by two. So everybody's gonna get two of these, and starting with the start player, you're gonna put one face up and one face down 
into the supply here. Now you're also going to have, of course, one card randomly uh, dealt face up, since they're playing a three-player game there. So these will be already seated, and then we'll take turns uh, playing. So maybe I got this yellow one here with this trading fee, and so uh, maybe I'll take this one and put this face down. That's not obvious at all. <laughs> and then I'll put this trading fee here, because whoever takes this very handy action card should get penalized for it, I think. And then the next player will take a card and put one face up and one face down. So we'll go ahead and put maybe this one here and then maybe this one here or something. Let's do one more just for fun since we're playing a three-player game. Uh, we'll take these two here. Maybe that one's face up there and that one's face down. And then players will take a pawn in their color and then they're going to put these out here. And it's sort of like Spiker Stat or Vegas Showdown if you've played those games. But it's a very sort of interesting kind of pseudo-auction kind of thing. And I wish more games did it. Uh, or at least they did it well. And this game, I think, does do it well. Uh, so the blue player says, yeah, I really want this one here. Maybe he was responsible for putting some of those cards there. And he can go ahead and sort of bid zero if he wants. Or if he was feeling frisky, he can bid it up to six. And then the green player maybe comes along and says, you know what? I know that trading fee is there, but I like what's in here. I'm going to go ahead and bid three here. And then red, if he wanted to be silly and end the turn, he could go here and grab that for zero. That's pretty cheap. He is going to pay some trading fees. You can see that there. But maybe he really wants what's in here. So he's going to go ahead of blue. He's going to outbid blue, so blue's pawn will come off. And then if the turn gets back to blue, blue can then come and outbid him or go somewhere else. Or maybe he can say, you know what, screw it, I don't want this. I'm going to go ahead and grab that one for free. And so then you're going to pay the amount here to the bank. And then you're going to take these cards and do a couple of things with them. The first thing you're going to do is pay any trading fees that you might have. So you just pay that amount extra on top of whatever you paid, discard the card, and then move on. Now, if you don't have this amount, you can still take this. I mean, you need the amount to actually pay whatever you bid. But let's say that was all your money. You keep this in front of you until you acquire $2,000 and then pay it and discard that. Now, any action cards that will are played... Uh, you're forced to play. So you go around and turn order and actually play these before you get to the sell phase. So maybe if I had this card, I would bump that up to two and then I would sell them so I would get seven bucks each. Or you can get action cards that actually drive the stock down as well. And then you'll take any of the stocks that you get and say I magically had an awesome turn and got all four of those stocks. I'm going to go ahead and put these face down here. Now each player uh, is dealt a different stock. Everyone will start with a different stock uh, to start the game, let's say we had a yellow there. So now we're rolling high here. We've got one yellow plus the two we added from this turn and then these two others. These will go face down there. Now at this point, players can sell stock. So if I wanted to maybe dump uh, this, this uh, Stanford Steel, I could do that. If I wanted to dump all my yellows, maybe I could do that. And you go ahead and get whatever the indicated value was for. So if I sold the three yellows, I get five times three, so that would be 15 bucks. Now after all of that has happened, you have what's called the movement phase, and you're going to go ahead and reveal all of these cards that were dealt to each player, as well as the cards that were up there onto the side of the board, and then you're going to move the stocks up or down uh, based on uh, the cards that they were dealt there. And so these will shift up and down, so just kind of stagger these a little bit, and we'll get these like that. And then let's say here that yellow is a little bit later on. This go ahead and hits that spot there. It's going to bump and it's going to split. You can see the kind of the split dollar sign. Now when that happens, you're going to take, everybody's going to take any yellow cards that they had, and they're going to go ahead and put these face up in this two times multiplier there. 
So now these are going to be worth two times what they are indicated on the board. So when it splits, you're going to go up here and then you're going to drop back down here to the hexagon. You can see these fives are in a circle and the sixes are in a hexagon. So you're going to go up here, split, and then drop down. So any stocks that you have face up in your split pile, again, are worth double this, so they're worth 12 each. If it goes up and splits again, then that's too bad for you. You should have sold it before it split again because you're not going to keep splitting. Now the reverse of that, and the complete reverse of that is let's say here green had dropped down to the trash bin. Uh, at that point, you're going to discard any and all green stock that you had, even stuff that was split, and then it's going to bump back up here to five. Uh, so you're going to lose all that stock that you probably spent money on to get. Don't want that to happen. Now there is one card in the base game that has this double dollar sign symbol. This one will also be matched with a company as well, and what that means is that particular round, that company is going to pay $2,000 for each share or card that you have uh, of that company. So that can also happen as well. Now again, you're going to play over a fixed number of rounds, and now we're finally coming to really the most interesting part of the game is the end of the game. So you can obviously see that as you play the game, stock prices are going to go up or down. You're trying to buy low, sell high. That's obvious. You try to get a split and then sell it somewhere in that range of split and get some more money. Uh, most money wins. I don't think I said that, but that's what happens. But at the end of the game, you're going to take a look and count out how many cards you have in each of the different stock colors, and whoever has the most in a particular color gets $10,000. So you've got to kind of balance that out. Do I buy low, sell high? Am I going to get more money from that? Then if I would have maybe collected these kind of slowly over the course of the game, maybe buying and selling other stocks and then getting maybe a 10000 or a couple couple of the $10,000 bonuses at the end of the game to push me over the top. So there's a real kind of balancing act with that. Uh, you do get to sell all your stocks at the final value at the game. Once the game ends, we do the final movement phase uh, where we change the values, and you get to dump all the stocks anyway uh, before, or excuse me, after you see who has the most. Okay, so that is a stockpile. Uh, what do I think of it? I think the takeaway for me here, and I kind of mentioned that at the end of the walkthrough, is the balancing between keeping majority of stocks to get that big $10,000 bonus at the end of the game, or doing the whole buy low, sell high thing and really kind of accruing money uh, there. So at a lot of times you're going to have kind of that tension right towards the end of the game of, oh God, do I sell this or, you know, I'm going to get you know, 12,000 out of it, you know, but if I keep the majority, then I'm going to sort of screw somebody else out of getting that majority of the 10,000. So that's a real tension there. Now, the second part of it that is interesting is you could look at this game a little bit and say it's kind of a Frankenstein. There's a lot of mechanics. So you have the whole mechanic of the deduction. Each round you get a company card and you get a, you know, a weather card. Is the stock going to go up or down? And you have maybe some available information as well. So you can kind of probably guess what the others are doing. So you've got that aspect, but then you kind of compound on that with the whole uh, supply phase where you have some face-up cards and players are playing face-up, one face down, and they're trying to bluff, you know, where are they going? Are they trying to tank one stack or build up another? You don't want to be too obvious in that because if you completely tank one, nobody's going to go there and then everybody's going to be competing for the one that you actually really wanted. So you've got that aspect. And again, that whole kind of auction thing where you kind of have the outbidding pawns is cool. Um, and then finally, you have just kind of the, the whole buying and selling aspects of it and the action cards and, you know, and all that. So 
it on surface it looks kind of Frankenstein-y where it's like okay you have auctions you've got action cards I mean you can take somebody's stock and drive it into the ground and that's really going to hose them over um, you know you kind of have the whole waiting for the split thing you've got the supply phase so you have all these kind of things kind of cobbled together but it really works as a whole and I really enjoy the game if that's not obvious by now um, it's light enough and quick enough you can play it in about a half an hour especially after you've played it once I think uh, you know once you play it once and kind of get through the pacing and kind of understand uh, just, you know, w what your understanding of the game is going to be, you know, what are you going to be one that really wants to go for the majorities or, you know, how tactfully are you going to play and, you know, how, how much you're going to bluff and, you know, how is that going to work and how aggressive are you going to bid? Once you kind of play that and get that in, the, in there and figure out how you're going to react to all that, then the game's going to pick up uh, speed and you can play it in about a half an hour. But the game is also going to have, um, there's going to be a certain level of drama to it because, you know, you can see where, oh, um, you know, maybe somebody wasn't really, they had a negative card, for example, a negative weather card. So they know nothing for sure that's going to go up, so they know something else is going to go down. So they can try to kind of play around that and maybe even get action cards to really tank a stock because, like, you know, Billy over there, he took you know, a bunch of blue cards, I'm just gonna tank it because I've got blue going down and I'm just gonna go get action cards to, to tank it. So you can be very aggressive and mean with it. Um, so you have some dramatic moments like that when you reveal the cards and play the action cards. And you know, when a, a stock splits, everybody's like, yeah, awesome. And you're like, oh, you ever split for everybody else too? Oh, you know, I was wanting it just, just the one that I had a bunch of to split. But it's still really light and quick. It's got that half hour game time. And it has that sort of feel of being heavy almost, where it's like you, you feel like you're you're kind of wheeling and dealing in one of these bigger business games, but it's all really compressed and you know tactical and not so overbearing and calculating. But you still have sort of the balance between the pusher luck and the sort of strategic aspect of it. And that's what I really, really uh, enjoy about this game. Uh, so I would definitely recommend this. It's, it, I think it's going to work in sort of multiple circles. I would expect where it kind of works for the family and works for, um, you know, like a more casual and the more like you know strategic and hardcore analysis kind of gamer kind of attitude. So I think it's going to hit across a sort of broad spectrum. It's going to be accessible, but also, you know, replayable. And the player interaction that's going to happen and the, the sort of room to maneuver and bluff and, you know, bid aggressive or bid light or try to, you know, be sneaky, that's all going to come into play uh, with this game. So I highly recommend this game. And I actually have the expansion, as you can see, with some of the components uh, mixed in. I haven't played that. Um, but I see a lot of interesting stuff about that, which uh, I'm going to try to get it played here and then uh, review in a couple of weeks. But um, so definitely uh, take a look at this one. Thanks.